Hey, this is Jim. Welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today's episode is a video episode as well as an audio. Most of you listening to this are only listening. And that's cool on your favorite listening app, wherever you're listening. Hey, leave us a review. If you never have, we'd appreciate that. But I want to let you know as well that there is a YouTube version of this. So if you go to the show notes, silentjim.com slash podcast, you'll see a link to YouTube. You can jump over and watch. And while today I have on the show, Jonathan, he also goes by Jay Marks. He and his wife, Whitney, are now making their way towards earning their entire income using the internet. They're married without kids at this point. So they're really plowing through, making some great things happen. And get this, they bought the Proven Amazon course three times, which we've never had happen before, to my knowledge, certainly as a podcast guest anyway. They bought the course three times. And Jonathan tells us, now they only paid once, but they bought it three times. How's that work? And the first couple of minutes, we're going to explain that part of the story. You'll enjoy that. But this is a time just very well spent with someone who's in the community, plowing through. They're in the Dynasty Toys business with us. They've, like I said, invested in our course, the Proven Amazon course. They were at the most recent live event. Just good, real, honest people sharing from the heart about what it's like to be part of this community, growing a business, using the internet creatively. Just a couple fellow business building warriors on the journey with the rest of us in this community. And I sure had fun hanging out with Jonathan today. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the time spent as well. I'm going to get him on the line right now. Let's meet Mr. Jonathan Marks. So, hey, Jay, welcome to the show. Great to have you here, my friend. Tell us a little bit about yourself, and uh, I want to hear. I want to hear some of your story. Yeah, sure. Well, glad to be here. Uh, such an honor to be on the podcast. Been in the community for a couple of years now, and um, gosh, I'd say we started back in um, 2016, and um, I was on the Proven Amazon course three times, and so not once, not twice, <laughs> but three times, and so um, third time's a charm. But yeah, started in 2016, had a full-time job, uh, worked at a college here, and we live in North Georgia, so in the Dalton okay. area, but... Yeah, worked full time as a marketing manager here in Dalton, and uh, so I kind of dabbled on the side and was just looking for a, a way to kind of generate some income that would sort of be passive. And I use that word lightly, but just a way to generate some income that would be sustainable and not require necessarily be exchanging time for money. If that makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, trading dollars for hours. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, brought the pack course in 2016. And really, I had it for three days. <laughs> and then I returned it. <laughs> so I didn't really give it, you know, I didn't. And it, it wasn't because it didn't work. Um, it was because um, I did not work it. So I, I just kind of peeled back the curtain there to see what was there. And, you know, as a newcomer, you know, I think I forget this sometimes as a new person coming in to that whole Amazon world, it could be really overwhelming and kind of intimidating. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, and I think what what's behind a lot of that, we're starting to learn this and we've changed the layout of the course, but just to make a little side note, as you explain why you bought the course three times, <laughs> I bet some listeners are curious about that. Uh, but one of the things we've noticed is if we're going to create a course that is comprehensive in telling you all the different ways that you can grow a business on Amazon, 
some people instinctually think they approach it almost like a college textbook that they've got to read cover to cover. It's just not like that. Some of these concepts you can learn in 20 minutes, but when you mix them into this Netflix-like experience, you know, it, it, it is the, I really like the Netflix analogy because it's the equivalent of maybe signing up for Netflix and thinking, oh man, I got to watch all these shows. I got to watch everything on Netflix because I'm paying for it now. So I got to watch everything. Like, no, you'll never watch everything on Netflix. It'll never happen. There's too much there. Some of it has nothing to do with you, right? But when you first see it, it's the equivalent of being overwhelmed because you have too many options. Well, each option there is a different approach to succeeding on Amazon. Some of them are very simple, low-hanging fruit. Some of them are slightly more complex. Um, but yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because we have taken some steps to make that initial experience a little less intimidating for our students, because there's, there's a lot of information there, but we've laid it out differently. And maybe if we'd had it laid out differently, you wouldn't have asked for refund number one. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, three, three days in. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, I think I thought the course was great. It wasn't the course. Um, I think, you know, the Proven Amazon course is probably the most valuable platform for learning how to sell online out there. I would say I don't, it was definitely me, not the course, but um, I just don't think the, my mindset was in the right place at the time. So, uh, but yeah, bought the course, uh, peeled back the curtain. I was like, oh gosh, maybe I bit off more than I can chew. And then, uh, you know, not that long later, ended up buying it again for the second time and uh, dabbled a little bit there, uh, not too much of, of, of anything, and then ended up returning it uh, for the second time and then bought it again. And then the third time was the charm where we really start to have some breakthrough. But yeah, started out slowly with, uh, just like most people do, RA and OA. Took the course with Gary Baird and Chris Screen, I think the online sourcing course. Yeah, the OA module, the online mm-hmm. arbitrage module inside the Proven Amazon course. Yep, that's right. It's still a fantastic course. Still a module inside the Proven Amazon course. I want to make sure people realize too, we give you a refund each time, right? How how big of a (laughs) hassle when you said, hey, this isn't for me. I kind of think I want to wait or, you know, what was that experience like? I'm not in customer support. I know I've trained these people, but you know, what was that experience like? Yeah, I'd say Mary and me, you're a customer service lady. Uh, She's great. And so bless her heart, but she answers all my emails and it wasn't a hassle or anything. They just told her like, hey, sorry. It didn't work out, you know, here's your refund. So it's like, which I love because it allowed me to kind of stumble my way kind of into slowly gaining that confidence without worrying that I was going to lose money. You know what I mean? So Yeah, sure. Well, our team now, this is a little side note. You mentioned Mary. Uh, she is still the highest ranking member. Well, I've got my mom and Mary who kind of run customer support. We've got a team of seven to 10 people, depending on how you add them up. Now they handle that role. And But for the longest time, it was just me. And then for the longest time after that, it was just Mary and I. And we see each other once or twice a year, tops, but <laughs> she's helped to build this thing by running customer support. That's one of the things we do. Hey, if, if, if someone buys a course or content from us, it's not for them. Mm-hmm. It's not like we're going to try to you know, hold on to their money. That's one of the ways we've, we've maintained our reputation. Yeah. So making sure that only people that our content can really assist mm-hmm. are using and buying our content. So I, I actually kind of like the story that you actually asked for a refund twice on the exact same course yeah. <laughs> and bought it a third time and went on to build a business. I yeah. think that's pretty cool. And I've never heard that before. And I don't think I've ever heard that story before. <laughs> yeah, I've been in some other um, communities, you know, before Jim, where, gosh, there's a lot of like, you know, bigger high ticket courses out there. 
And, um, you know, I've been, we've been burned before, you know, buying high ticket items and, you know, just not being able to do anything with the information in that. So, you know, before I arrived into the My Silent Team community, you know, I kind of came with, you know, sort of like a, a heavy and a burdened heart, you know, in a way where I'm like, man, you know, I need somebody that I can trust, number one, and a community that I can kind of surround myself with. But, each time I bought the pack course and then came back, one of the things I remember was just there's kind of a spirit of of trust and and peace over the my silent team community. I love that you you detected a, a sense of peace. Yeah, that's what proving your ideas does. You know, the first Jonathan, I don't know if you've heard this story or not, and maybe the listeners have or haven't. But when I first went full time, this is you know my wife is eight months pregnant. Mm-hmm. Our third child, I'd lost my job. I was going at this into it, both feet into the fire, way faster than I'd planned on. This is 17 years ago. I went to an event, an internet marketing event. I'm thinking, okay, I don't have a, I don't have a real job anymore. I've got flexible time. I can go wherever I want. Let's drive down to Tennessee. Let's go to this event. We've actually hosted one of our events at the same venue. And I told this story that year. I think it was our third annual event um, in Tennessee. It was in Nashville. The Nashville one. Yeah, I shared from stage this story, but in the very room we were standing in, I was presenting, you know, in front of several hundred people from our community and said, you know, the first event I ever went to, it was, I went in with high hopes and kind of a glimmer in my eye and this excitement. I'm going to meet the, the leaders of the industry and other people who are doing this. And it was a pitch fest, you know, and for those who aren't familiar with the industry, a pitch fest is basically, they charge you a little bit of money to get you in the seat. And then they just hit you over and over and over and over and over with different business ideas that cost you anywhere from $1,000 to $6,000 to $8,000. And it's a contest between the speakers to see who can get the most people to run to the back of the room and whip out the credit card. And ideally, more than once, oh, it's just, it's this, it's almost tragic, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I've been invited to those events over the years. I've never taken up anyone's uh, on the offer. They say, what are you going to sell at the back of the room? What's your price point? And like, I don't have anything to sell to back of the room. I don't like selling big ticket items to strangers. I want a relationship. I want people to, to ease their way into this, to truly trust us. I want peace throughout the entire process because it put a lot of strain on my wife and I. We were already in a lot of, a lot of strain at that point, a lot of stress. Why well, go back to the hotel room and, hey, this guy is saying if we spend another 4000 if we spend another 8000 if we, this guy sounds exciting. We didn't fall for it. We didn't buy any of it. And I determined I would never do that. If I ever succeeded, I would set a new standard and I would call those guys out. Maybe not by name because you can get yourself into lawsuits that way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one needs that. Right. <laughs> Basically, these guys are trying to sell courses for thousands of dollars to anybody that whips out a credit card, even online. Sure. Just not legit. And we've never done a big launch like that. So thanks for giving me a chance to share. This is, this is your episode, buddy. But that kind of says, you know, that's where that sense of peace comes from is, man, we just, we're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. We're going to build relationships. So I think we're seeing, we're reaping the rewards of the way we've done it with the kind of community we've built. And you've experienced it. Maybe as part of your story, you can talk a little bit about the most recent event and the ones you've been to. And uh, But please continue. Thanks for allowing me to interrupt. No, yeah, that's great. You know, a lot of what you just talked about, you know, I you can sense that. I was able to sense a lot of that in the spirit. And, you know, when I, you know, refunded the course and then would go on about my business, and when I felt like it was time to start again, you know, I remembered that, you know, that sense of trust and the peace and just feeling like you all had my best interest at heart and not trying to take advantage of 
you know, anything. And so, and just willing to work with me over time. So that eventually, you know, that spirit of trust and that spirit of peace that's over this community, eventually that's what brought me back. And so I'm, you know, committed. This is kind of my home, home turf. And we had the chance to come to the approving conference for the first time uh, this past month, about a month ago, actually. So that's right. A little over a month ago. Yep. And uh, man, that blew our mind. It really did. It really was that your first event with our community. That was the seventh time we've done that. Yes, sir. That was the first, first one. Yeah, it was we, the best. They keep yeah. getting better every time. We keep wondering how we're ever going to make it better the next time, and it keeps happening. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine. I did the live stream before, probably for the past three, probably three years. We've done the live stream, mm-hmm. but yeah, we were excited. The wife came. She's not directly involved in the business. She does help with the accounting and you know different things, and she's put a lot of trust in me to kind of lead my day job and uh, to be able to kind of spend time building this. But, but she was right there with me. And uh, by the time she left, you know, she was, you know, fully educated on, you know, the acronyms OA and RA and proven <laughs> private label. So she was talking to me, you know, we drove nine hours to be there uh, wow. all the way from Georgia. So it was a long, Georgia up. yeah, long road trip, a lot of cornfields, uh, but uh, yeah, we were blown away by that. We went to the uh, worship service the first night and um, really not knowing what to expect. I've never been to a conference before for my own business. I've been to plenty of them in my previous job, but never been to one for you know our own industry. And so that was my first experience. And you know, number one, one of the first things that stood out to me is when we one of the first people I saw when I got there was Brett and uh, number remember walking through the church doors there and Brett was walking out and I was quite, you know, you know, up to this point, I've only heard y'all, you know, on a podcast or mm-hmm. on a video. And so I was a little bit of a fanboy walking in, you know, seeing <laughs> Brett. <laughs> and then the next person um, I saw, I think was Eric Fussy, uh, and then mm-hmm. saw you standing there, you were standing at the entrance into the worship hall. And I was a little caught off guard by that. So I'm like, normally at these big events like this, you would normally expect the uh, people who lead those events to be kind of behind the curtain. And so one mm. of the things I noticed throughout the entire conference, you know, Jim and Brett, you know, y'all were standing at the back of the room more than you were, you know, in the front of the room, if that makes sense. And so, so that really stuck with me. I'm like, man, they, when they say they are not only, you know, in this community, they're, they're a part of this community. I saw evidence of that. Um, at the conference and y'all are just walking around just like y'all are a guest at your own conference. And so that, you know, here's, and here's what's going on with that. Let me explain that because I don't know how those guys, you know, I, one of the things I remember is one of the guys at the event that I attended, the one that was done the wrong way. He had a certain soundtrack that he wanted played as he walked to the stage. He had certain light settings that he wanted. He wanted the spotlights in certain order with different colors and on the stage. And I was like, that's like a diva, man. Like you going out to your trailer afterwards or what? Like, come on. Are you, you've got to be kidding me. Sure. For me, I feel like I'm going to a family reunion when we all get together. That's what it feels like to me. And sure, the family's growing. It's growing fast. I mean, we had over 700 people there. That's a lot more talking than I'm used to doing in a day. <laughs> but I'm there to learn, to grow, to meet people in the community. I come away energized spiritually and emotionally and you feel validated. Man, this is my tribe. The last thing I'm going to do is hide behind the curtain. Yeah. And, and we've said all along, Jonathan, you've heard us say this. We have no need for fans and followers. 
You know, I mean, it is kind of cool to see that person face to face that you've only seen on a screen, you know, and like, oh, wow, that, you know, I finally get to meet that person. Be excited for that, for all kinds of great people in our community. Mm -hmm. I'm the same way. I see people are like, oh, man, I get to see these people, the people I interviewed on the podcast, finally get to shake their hand, hug their neck. But look at it as a family reunion. That's what we encourage because it is, it's a very flat organization. There's no one up at the top getting all the credit and all the praise and all the applause, the no central character that is like the dynamic personality. And some people try to put me in that role and I resist it, maybe to the detriment of of some things we could or should be doing, but I've got no need for it. I want to be very replaceable in my role. Uh, so that's what that's what you're detecting. It's it's like a big family reunion. We're building a community, we're building a culture and it's a culture of success. So I appreciate you saying those things, but that's just me speaking from the heart on how we're approaching this. And that's kind of what's, you know, what's developed. And plus, I've noticed that true leaders aren't drawn to these charismatic, all roads lead to me type of personalities, right? I'm just not attracted to those guys. And other true leaders aren't either. Sure. I want to go somewhere where I can lead. I want to be a part of a community where leaders can find their role, find their lane and lead. So we have dozens and dozens or hundreds of leaders at this point in our community versus one central leader that everybody reports to. Mm -hmm. Sure. It seems like a much stronger structure, but I, I don't know why I'm taking such liberty to kind of go off on tangents with you today, <laughs> <No>. buddy. <I'm, laughs> I appreciate no, it though. Totally deserve. You're hitting some hot buttons for me though. I think you're doing a better job interviewing me than I am of you today <laughs> without even trying. All right. I hope I didn't interrupt you too much. So your wife, uh, you said uh, Whitney was there. Did we, I don't remember, did, did we meet? And I think I talked to you at some point, right? Were you at the VIP dinner or? Yes, sir. We uh, we came to the VIP dinner. I don't think we didn't run into you there. We did meet you right after Rabbi Lappin's first talk. So mm -hmm. okay, the, the keynote. So we came out. I had brought both of his books, uh, Business Secrets of the Bible and Thou Shall Prosper. So we had those signed, and we met y'all while we were standing in line. That's right. I totally uh, remember. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So what'd your wife think? You know, that's a, that's a curious angle for us to hit too. You know, you said she got more involved and felt a little more comfortable, it sounds like, with the whole concept. You know, what, what would she say if she were here, if, you could, if you're allowed to speak for her? Yeah, yeah. I don't get that opportunity <laughs> very often. But, uh, but yeah, she was blown away by, obviously, one of the biggest things uh, she was uh, kind of slated to go to was Andrea's session. And uh, so she had the you know, ability to go there. She went to Andrea's session. And the other big one that I think she came away, blown away by was actually uh, Mark Lassiter, which is your hmm. uh, CPA. So she went to that one and uh, and we actually had a conversation with him earlier this week. And so we were on the phone with him and she's been blown away by him. He said, she's like, he answers all my emails and writes me back. So so we had a good uh, good round of networking with him. But, but she loved Andrea's session and, um, you know, came away, I think, blown away by how real and how, how authentic uh, I think that session was, and I think it resonated with her. You know, there's a lot of, um, you know, things that I, I guess spouses have to deal with, with entrepreneurs that, you know, most people may not necessarily have to go through or experience. And so, so I think she found a lot of that very validating. And um, she was actually talking just the other day. She's like, cause we're slated to come back to Boca in 2020. So we already have our tickets for that, but she's like, man, I'd love to branch more out and maybe help facilitate like some more sessions and things like that 
maybe conversation starters or something like that. Beautiful. Or stations. Yeah. So she's yeah. interested in kind of doing. So she's all in. And yeah. for those who don't know, Andrea is my wife. And, and you've heard me probably at different times. You've seen Andrea on the podcast. She's been on here a couple of times. She's not necessarily entrepreneurial. I mean, I think she's going to get more involved in the business as we enter a different season of life. Our kids are getting older and you know, moving on. But right now she's the homeschool mom. She's an artist. And you have to be very entrepreneurial to succeed in those endeavors, but not internet business entrepreneurial. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a different world. So she has a, a session that's quite entertaining, I've heard, because I've never been allowed to attend <laughs> because right. she says, I don't want anyone nervous <laughs> to ask questions or talk about anything. She doesn't yeah. allow anybody to film it. It's yeah. in the, and the people who really walk away enjoying it the most tend to be the spouses of the entrepreneurs. Uh, so yeah, you mentioned coming up in Florida, 2020, July 21 through 23rd, theprovenconference.com for tickets and information. Actually, the tickets aren't on sale. Those of you who attended had a chance to buy some tickets at a bit of a discount there, but couldn't believe how many, several hundred people bought tickets already for that event. I'm anticipating our biggest crowd ever for sure. It's going to be just a phenomenal event, but uh, yeah, glad you guys are already booked in to come again. But uh, yeah, that's, that's cool getting your wife's uh, impression. She couldn't be here today. You, you said she's at work, but yeah, that's cool kind of hearing her perspective as well. Her first exposure to this community, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, it was, um, I think she was blown away and it was refreshing and extremely invigorating for me to finally be around people who I could say, you know, talk about my business with and they know actually what I'm talking about. Mm. Um, so it's been very challenging, you know, here in our community, even when I was leaving, you know, my job, you know, people are asking me like, what are you actually doing? And even when I told them, you know, there's a lot of blank stares <laughs> oh, <laughs> and they're sure. like, you're doing what? Like you're leaving your job for what? And so, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that was, that was huge for me to have a listening ear that understood, um, the lifestyle and some of the challenges that come with that. I mean, that, that really filled up my spirit for that entire week. And that's really what the whole conference really done for me. It, it, I mean, it was a business conference, but in many ways it was, um, I walked away, you know, more filled spiritually than, than anything uh, mm-hmm. after going to the Proven Conference. You know, we started out with the worship and seeing the whole dynasty team on stage that night and, Hearing them, I mean, you didn't, I don't think Brett even stood on the stage that day. It was just his team and Mm -hmm. his wife. And uh, that really blew me away. I'm like, you can actually do this at a business conference. And then Mm -hmm. later on, going to Brad um, Cummings, which is the, you know, the uh, author, co-author of The Shack in the movie, you know, went to his session. And there was kind of like, you know, somewhat of an altar call there. I'm like, what? You can do this at a business conference. And so yeah. it really just blew me away. I was like, this is this is pretty wild. So in a good way. What I love about it too is, you know, I'm not going to give you the names of these people, protect their privacy, but I've had conversations with atheists who were there, with Muslims who were there, with uh, you know, some, some various different backgrounds of belief systems and worldviews, some of which in a very politically incorrect way were called out by Lappin during his highly entertaining and educational se- session. Right. And I've had a total of, with you know, thousands of people watching the live stream, 700 plus people in attendance, I've had a total of one person complain about the way we handled this event. Because it's, it, 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 to us, it truly is seamless. Mm-hmm. Business is about relationships. Relationships are about connecting with other people in a genuine way. And when you start connecting with people in a genuine way, there's a spiritual nature there. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean you got to agree with everything I believe, and you have to and you have to believe everything I believe. It doesn't doesn't mean that, but it does mean hey, if I'm going to be, I like the word transparent more than authentic, because authenticity assumes that you can read inside of my heart, and that's kind of a hard thing to do. So I like the word transparency. I can be transparent. I can say, hey, you know, this is what I believe. I love you no matter what you believe, but hey, let me tell you what's working for me, and I can share very openly then at that point. And you know, the, the the great lie of our of our day right now, I think, is most dangerous lie is if you don't line up with me in a worldview way, we can't be friends. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. just garbage, man. Mm-hmm. That's garbage. Sure. So when you have an entire event based on the premise of, hey, you know, this is what we've built our company on. Here's what works. Here's what we believe. Come one, come all, hang out. Agree, disagree. That's cool. We can all be friends. Here's some great business training too. Yeah, the night before the the worship, but that was an optional night one event that we added for the first time. We'd never done that before. And about I'd say about 70, 80 percent of the the attendees for the for the conference came to that. And then yeah, it was you know, it's impossible to separate spiritual things from business. So we said, hey, you know, why why are we trying to fight that battle constantly? Let's just mix them together. The greatest book ever written on how to succeed in business is the Bible itself. So why do we leave that book out of the conversation when we're talking about how to succeed in business in some very practical ways? Um, so yeah, I just wanted to fill in for the for the listeners. And I've had a few other occasions to explain those things. But again, Jonathan, you're doing a great job interviewing me today. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was great. And I'll say one more thing about the conference. Um, you know, it was, you know, I think a lot of people, well, I think everybody was at Lappin's, uh, Rabbi Lappin's first keynote speech, mm-hmm. but it was the second one, the continuation of the conversation that really rocked my world because he dig, uh, dug a little bit deeper in, in that session. And one of the things he talked about was the way that work and worship was the same thing. Mm-hmm. And which, Do you remember what that Hebrew word is by any chance? It's no, my favorite I, Hebrew word. What is it? Avodah. Okay. Of, of Avodah, yeah. In the Old Testament, in the Bible, anytime you see the word work or worship, in a lot of cases, it's the same word in Hebrew, Avodah. Avodah, I'm going to write that mm-hmm. down. Avodah. A-V-O-D-A-H. Yeah. A-V-O-D-A-H, yeah. So yeah, that was, that's, that was pretty incredible. That, the first time I heard that, I got some goosebumps too. Because what that means is as we're serving God's other children through whatever it is we do in our, quote, work, that is seen as an equivalent activity from God's vantage point is the time that you spend worshiping. Same thing from his vantage point. There's not two separate words or two separate concepts there. It's the exact same thing. And it's pretty exciting to think, you know, to the degree that I put my heart and my soul into my work, man, that's me serving other people. God sees and appreciates that. And it only makes sense as parents, you know, when we look at our kids, we love when our kids, without being told, do something great for us as parents. We love it just as much when they do something great for our, our other kids. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That same internal, like, oh, that's cool. Sure. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Look at look at them taking care of each other. Yeah, that's that's just God saying, yeah, that's exactly how I am. Yeah, you, know, you yeah. take care of each other. I love that just as much as when you're when you're recognizing and spending time with me. Sure, that uh, that rocked my world. And when you think about it, it's kind of almost sounds like common sense on the mm-hmm. surface. Uh, I remember him standing on stage and he used both of his hands and he's like, work, worship, and then the same thing. And he explained it the way that you did. And um, that has really stuck with me on a very deep level because it really starts to trickle down into product creation. And, um, you know, instead of just trying to throw the next thing out into the market, you know, knowing that, you know, my work is my worship, 
at the core of that is serving another human being. And so then product creation becomes about, you know, the money side of it sort of takes the back seat. And then you really start to lean into that and figure out, you know, how is this widget going to make somebody else's life uh, better in some way? And so, and, and the cool thing is that's where the real money is. Exactly. And he said, you know, certificates of appreciation, right? So if you you serve people well, the money is kind of a, you know, a a secondary thing that will follow that service. And so you can't escape it. You just can't escape it. I mean, it it sounds strange to say, and some listeners today are probably going to think to themselves, hey, that can't possibly be true. (laughs) But if you serve enough people well enough, you cannot escape the money that's chasing you. I mean, literally, we have people wanting to give us money and I don't have time to take it. Sure. <laughs> Which sounds strange to say. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm, I'm certainly not going to take it unless I can return more than the value. Yeah. But they're lined up wanting to and waiting to give us. That's a good problem for a business to have, isn't it? People lined up wanting to give you money. You're like, oh, that service isn't quite, it'll be here soon. Sure. Sit tight. Sorry, it's taking longer than you thought. Like, please take my money now. Yeah. But when you serve well, that's what you end up that's what happens. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful system that God designed, isn't that? Just yeah. Uh, yeah, and I can sit and just spend time and days. And we've yeah. actually going to probably release that second episode. I don't remember what number it was. I'll stick it in the show notes for the listeners. But Lappin's keynote is one of the episodes of our podcast here within the last 10 episodes or so. You'll see it. His second talk that same day, I agree, was equally, if not more powerful. We'll need to turn that into a podcast episode too and stick it uh, here. And coming up probably at some point, Right around this episode, we'll do that as well. So listeners can look for that one too. But yeah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Yeah, so yeah, keep, we, keep the story going. Yeah. So we pretty much chewed on that, that one little concept from the conference. I chewed on that, you know, all nine hours back home <laughs> to Georgia. But, uh, but yeah, so, you know, did the whole, uh, going back to our timeline here, 2017, you know, 2016 was the year of RA and OA. And uh, 2017, became the year of private label. And so we dabbled in uh, RA and OA a little bit and had success with that. I was still working a full-time job and, you know, eventually decided, man, it'd be cool to figure out a way to, you know, have my own products without having to necessarily go out and be dependent on, you know, a retailer carrying a certain product. You know, that product may or may not be on the shelf at any given time. Um, So shifted from retail arbitrage, online arbitrage over into private label and uh, jumped into the PPL course, Proven Private Label with uh, uh, Ryan and Jenny. Shout out to Ryan and Jenny. And uh, man, you know, pretty much soaked up that process, the five-step test, and, um, you know, just picked the product and uh, really just pulled it out of thin air. But, um, you know, launched that thing and it uh, started selling really well. It was a, uh, <laughs> I love it. just out of thin air. And, yeah. you know, most, most private label, you know, people who do that, you normally look at like an existing product on Amazon, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, um, an apple slicer. A lot of people use that as an example. So you might look at that and then, you know, go to China to figure out how to get your own version of that existing product. Well, a lot of that didn't really click for me early on in the private label process. I didn't really feel confident going to China. And so the way that Ryan and Jenny teach that really resonated with me because, you know, he's like, you don't have to really go to China or spend thousands of dollars to really get this thing off the ground. That's true. 
And um, so the first product I launched, you know, put it out there and it started selling. And I think the summer of 2017, you know, and that blew my mind. I'm kind of mulling over that, but to come up with something out of thin air that does not exist. Because the way that I was doing private label, I was bringing products to market that didn't exist at all already. Um, You know, most people- On Amazon, you mean? On Amazon, that's right. Yeah, because the the magic question, do you remember the the magic question in our our private label training, which is part of the proven Amazon course, by the way, the question we teach you to, to ask, do you remember what it is? Yes. Can I take this product out of its packaging and put it into my own? Is that right? That's it, man. Nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) That's not very complicated, is it? (laughs) (laughs) No, but you see, the thing is, you know, I did, I actually did it wrong. I'll just be blunt about that. I did not, that did not click for me at the time. And so I never reached out to wholesalers or anything. And that's kind of what, that's what that course teaches. You know, you reach out to wholesalers and ask them, you know, can I take your product out of its packaging and put it into my own? Well, I did not do that early on. And so I am naturally, you know, my my previous job, I was a graphic designer uh, and, you know, also produced videos and things like that. But long story short, you know, I came up with a totally brand new product and, you know, put a design on it and, you know, just threw it out there with no evidence that the market was going to respond to it well at all and kind of got lucky in a way. So it's just over the past year where I've realized how risky that that approach was because you're bringing a product that nobody's ever seen before to the market. Hey, I wanted to take a quick break in this episode to let you know about our latest sponsor, I'm talking about your tasker, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. If you're selling on Amazon, eBay, Shopify, or Walmart, and you have an established brand, you're looking to grow, you need a team. Well, hey, if you're doing $50,000 or so a month or more in sales, you could cut your costs dramatically, boost your productivity by outsourcing tasks like pay-per-click management, listing optimization, customer service, inventory management. That's what they do at Your Tasker. Again, U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R. They're managing 250 accounts of great online sellers like you, and they're unique in a few different ways. Everyone on their team is an e-commerce trained specialist, trained in the latest strategies that will make your business grow. If you want to have a free consultation with these guys, which I highly recommend if you're qualified, give them a call. What do you got to lose? Just chat with them. They can help you grow. They've got a great team standing by ready. I've got a link in the show notes today, or just go to U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R.com, yourtasker.com. Tell them I sent you. You're going to love these guys. Although we interviewed, it's probably been a year and a half or so ago, but I interviewed a guy, his only approach to Amazon was what you just described. Now, he wasn't designing the products himself, mm-hmm. but his only, his, the only filter that he would run his ideas through was, is this product on Amazon yet? Yes or no? Can I source a handful of them cheap? Yes or no? If the question to both of those questions, if the answer to both those questions was yes, Buy a few and throw it on Amazon. Yeah. (laughs) And he say one out of every seven to 10 would take off and sell. Yeah. Like you could do a business that way. It's such a low risk. Why not? And that's one of the things I love about the way we talk about it around here is I just want to give people the confidence that this is not a complicated thing. There's not 50 hours of coursework you got to go study. 
Uh, you came up with a product, came up with an idea. Sounds like you guessed at the keywords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I did. You know, guessed at it. And um, the whole summer of 2017, I launched multiple private label products where I was just designing something and getting it printed onto a product, whether it be you know a balloon or a paper product. And you know, slowly started to learn that that man, if you can, you know, take your talent and skill, which I'm just naturally creative. I'm always drawing and trying to figure out new ways to tell stories. Well, I figured out if I could take, you know, a golden gap per se, and then merge that with my God-given talent and Mm. also be meeting a need, a human need at that same time, a lot of cool things happen when those two worlds um, kind of cross. And so... That's incredible. Describe what you mean by a golden gap, just for the listeners who aren't aware. Yeah, sure. So Golden Gap, you know, that the wording on that I think comes from Brett's course, Brett Bartlett, the proven performance inventory of PPI. I think nailed it. Another module of yeah. the proven, proven Amazon course. Everything we talked about so far is in the proven Amazon course, right? Yeah. That was that golden gap to you. Right? You put it in your own words. Yeah. So the golden gap is really just, you know, you know, where are the opportunities at on Amazon that aren't currently being, you know, occupied. You know, what are people searching for on Amazon where they're not necessarily finding a solution? So mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the golden gap concept. And, you know, as an entrepreneur, you want to come in and figure out where those needs are and then fill those needs with, you know, you know what you think would be the most, the best solution for that per se. But, but yeah, the summer of 2017, I spent the whole summer doing that. And I think every private label product that I have launched at this point, all of them have sold at least one time. I think we're talking about maybe 15, I'd say roughly 15 items. Uh, All of them have sold at least once, except for one of the items. And so, uh, which is a huge deal. I mean, that just blows my mind that you can come up with something out of thin air and, you know, try to solve a problem for somebody. It does something to a person to see another human being see that as a solution to their problem and buy it, you know, give you money in exchange for that. That just blows, blows my mind. So That's incredible. Yeah. I love it. And the, two things come to mind at this part of your story. First is perhaps the best way to find golden gaps is to make friends with that person. Maybe it's someone you live with or maybe it's someone in your neighborhood that has a bunch of Amazon boxes sitting on their doorstep every day because that person's shopping <laughs> right. and, and you ask them this simple question. You say, hey, when you're shopping on Amazon, do you ever type in search phrases that don't bring up what you were hoping it would bring up? And they say, yeah, that happens all the time. Any Amazon shopper will tell you that happens all the time. You say, hey, would you send me those search phrases? Just copy paste it into an email, ping it over to me. That is a source of... If you have 10 or 15... People who shop a lot on Amazon sending you those keyword ideas, you've got a wealth of potential golden gaps that you can test, right? For sure. But the other thing I'm thinking of, you said you're inventing products uh, basically, you know, from scratch. Like, how are you manufacturing these? You don't have to go into a ton of detail. I don't know if that's like a three hour explanation or if you could say, you know, something (laughs) simpler than that. But what's your your process there? Yeah. Yeah, well, so far, um, again, just uh, I used to be a professional, still am a professional graphic designer. And um, I just look for ways to uh, really just to tell great stories. And a lot of my products have been print products. I remember when I think Christy Michelle, or I forget her, her last name, came out with 
uh, promotional company sourcing. That's right. Another module in the proven Amazon course. It's like we're doing an infomercial for the pack today, but, but yeah, that was a great, it talks you how to approach the promotional companies that print logos on squishy balls or any other kind of that's right. Giveaway type products and approach them for unique products. I got you. So, okay, go ahead. In the middle of me doing this process, that course came out and I was like, what? I've been doing this for a couple of months now. So it was very validating uh, for me. But one of the things she talked about in that course was, you know, you can take any canvas of a product, whether it be paper or I don't know, balloons or a wristband, whatever it may be. And as long as you can tell a great story with that product, you know, whether it be printing words on it or whatever it may be, you put something on that item that moves it from a commodity into being a solution to somebody's need, you know, whatever that may be. But yeah, I pretty much do that from product to product. But, you know, just looking out, looking for ways to tell a great story. I had another item that I really, um, I set on the idea, this is probably fall of 2018, I think. No, it was fall of 2017. Uh, I had an item that I had this idea with and uh, I sat on the idea for probably four or five months and um, I just didn't think it was a good idea. And uh, which was another lesson that I learned was not to assume things, let the market actually do the validation for me, but sat on it for like five months and, and didn't launch it until January of 2018, I think. And I remember here locally, we had a, a chamber of commerce event that me and my wife were a part of. It was like a leadership type of event. And uh, I was doing the typical Amazon seller thing where you're just checking your sales you know, every five minutes. Mm-hmm. And uh, I checked my sales that morning. And I remember where I was and kind of where I was sitting at in the room and had saw that that product had sold. But throughout the rest of that day, it continued to sell. Like, I mean, it was just flying off the shelf and I was not running any ads or anything. And again, I was just following the five-step test from Ryan and Jenny and uh, telling a great story that met a Golden Gap need. And uh, that item has gone on to be uh, my most successful product. And I think we spent maybe 38 cents on it. Well, actually, uh, this is going back to relationships. The very first shipment of that item, it cost me $0. We had a local vendor here in town that that printed the items for me for free, did not charge anything. And so my initial you know, launch of that cost me nothing. Wow. So why did he do it for free? I'm curious. What was the arrangement there? So he uh, is good friends with my wife, really. And uh, they actually printed some items for our wedding. We got married in um, September of 2014. And um, so we just had an existing relationship, more so he with my wife than anything. So, but he, I think he, and I, I had brought them a lot of business, I think from my previous job in terms of sending print projects to them. So I think he was just being a good, good neighbor. And just, just a being, friend doing yeah. a favor for a friend. You weren't asking, I'm yeah. sure it wasn't a huge order. You're testing out a new niche right. idea, right? So let's sure. just see what happens. And that's right. And it's gone on to be, now this product's gone on to be your best seller. Cause you, you, once you got it rolling 38 cents. 38 cents. Yeah. And what are you and, selling them uh, for? So we're selling those things for, uh, I want to say twelve ninety five. So I think the, re- <laughs> the, re- great. the return on investments, like, I don't know, like a thousand, twelve hundred percent. Huge. Right. Yeah. It's massive. So, uh, so yeah, that, that happened in February of 2018. And, uh, that was another significant shift for me mentally where I was like, man, this is wild where you can come up with an idea out of thin air 
and uh, people see value in that. So it totally rocked, uh, rocked my world. And so at that point, I'm really starting to solidify my confidence is growing and, uh, and really kind of got the whole world in front of you where, you know, you can make, there's a thousand products I could come up with to meet, you know, a thousand different needs. And so, so it kind of bottlenecks at some point where it's like, I only have so much time, mm-hmm. you know, in the day to be that creative. Right. And so, so I went on to launch a few more similar products like that. Um, they've all sold and, you know, done well, did some variations of that product on the existing listing and those are all selling well. And, um, so things really started to pick up, um, 2018 and, um, by the end of that year, you know, my wife was really pushing me to, um, we had heard somewhere that if you replace, if you're replacing at least half of your full-time income, you know, that may be a good time to consider jumping and going full-time. And so, uh, we kind of ran some initial numbers and, you know, with the high, you know, profit margin or return on investment. And we follow a system called profit first as well, where we're able to be sure we're taking care of ourselves along the way. So, so the numbers look good. And, um, we probably took that jump a little earlier than most people (laughs) would probably take that jump. But so that, that's kind of where we've been at. I'm about 10 months in uh, so far to being, you know, doing this full time. So that's beautiful. How many products you said you've launched around 15 of your own? I think so. It may be more than that, actually. I've kind of lost count of them, but but yeah, the, I'd say about fifteen ish, give or take. And and, uh, and how are you doing on replacing your previous corporate or business job? I'm sorry, your job corporate income. Yeah, I think we're um, well, when we actually jumped. I think we were approaching the halfway mark. I'd, right. I'd probably say we're probably. I looked at some numbers yesterday. I think we're we're still. I think we've crossed that mark the halfway point. So we're still working on that. And that's one of the revelations I've had in the past, really, since we attended the conference was a lot of the products that I've been creating, they, they're they kind of time intensive. They take a lot of time to, to come up with these concepts and, and to be able to tell these stories, mm-hmm. you know, on whatever the item is that we're launching. And so, like I said, it kind of bottlenecks. And so we're in the process of trying to shift to another strategy. I think I'll always want to do my own product creation, but we're trying to shift gears a little bit so that we can speed up the reinvestment timeframe, if that makes sense. So looking at, you know, wholesale and maybe even traditional private labels. So since the conference, I've probably opened in the last two weeks, I think I've opened like five or six wholesale accounts. And so we're going that direction to complement some of the things. Very good. Yeah. Diversifying a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Well, you'll more than get there very quickly. You've got you've got the creative creative drive that's that it takes to succeed. It's very apparent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we're excited about it. I think we, we're definitely not where we want to be um, with it. You know, from a financial standpoint, we're definitely on the on the smaller side of the spectrum. Uh, but fortunate to have really good you know profit margins where we are able to you know we're. One of, I think it's important to take money out of the business, you know, as you are building it, because I think it just does something psycho- psychologically um, mm-hmm. with the entrepreneur. So mm-hmm. uh, we've really tried to buy into that process. And my wife's been a huge part of this. You know, she was encouraging me to go ahead and jump and do this full time, you know, yeah. even though she's we, still working, right? At this time. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. your long term goal? Like, what's the perfect scenario for you guys, say five years from now? Where would you like to be? Well, I think. 
long term, I think what we would like to do is, you know, I would obviously, you know, be doing still doing what I'm doing. I think she eventually at some point we'd like to be in a position to uh, maybe we'll have kids and start a family. And I think her ideal scenario would, would probably want to be home with the kids, you know, full time. And so that's definitely a dream of hers. Um, man, I, I highly encourage it. If you can all be under the same roof, man, it pays off dividends. Unlike any other decision you could make as a couple, in my opinion, uh, we're reaping the benefits now as, you know, we've got two of our five soon to move out. And I'm just looking at where they are as, as men and how much time I've got to spend and pour into them and all the things I didn't have to unlearn. Yeah. <laughs> help them unlearn right. that the world poured into them that it completely yeah. disagrees with our yeah. worldviews. Like, you know, yeah. now they're just solid and both mm-hmm. getting ready to go out and do awesome things. And the value and the time I have left with the other three, never imagined this stage of life would come this fast, but dude, it comes fast. So if you have a chance to be there, be home, Sure. And have mom right there, the best teacher, the best nurturer they'll ever have. Yeah. When you guys start that phase. Yeah. Yeah. So good. I love that you're thinking in that direction. Hopefully that encourages someone else out there too, uh, because the opportunity is there. You know, right now you're dinks, double income, no kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll change right. soon enough, right? I'm sure you got yeah. grandparents after you already. Yeah. Uh, so, so that'll be changing soon. Right, uh, but you know, right. stick stick to that uh, stick to that plan, buddy. I just want to encourage you in that direction because you will not regret it, even if it requires some sacrifices in other areas. But the beautiful thing about the time we live in, and we're blessed, is you can build an incredible business, multiple income streams online, and get to be both things that our culture tells you you got to pick this one or that one. And we're like, no, I want both. Yeah, I want to be a dad who's here and available yeah. and make a great income. Yeah, yeah, sure. you, you can do that, dude. Yeah, that's the road we've been on for 17 years. We've helped a lot of other dads come home and, you know, moms be there to help the business grow or whatever role that family, you know, spells out. But oh, this is beautiful, beautiful. Well, what else do you want to share with folks? Any other tips or ideas or encouragement that you've had in mind to share with the uh, folks who are listening today? Yeah, yeah. I had some, I had a lot of notes here, which I knew we wouldn't have time to go into all of it. Because you uh, interviewed me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I just think, you know, uh, I think just a lot of, a lot in common. And I think we think a lot of the same way as well. But yeah, I would say, um, you know, I was thinking like, what, what value could I provide to a new person who's just starting out and, and probably thinking that they probably missed the Amazon boat, you know, in many ways. You know, there's a lot of bad information out there and um, there's, you know, whether people intend to do that or not, I think it's important to surround yourself with a community that uh, you can trust, number one, that you feel you know, confident and comfortable in. Um, that's what I found here in this community. The second thing is uh, focus. You know, I think earlier on in my process, I was distracted, you know, with a lot of different things and, and, and things really started to 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 break through when I got laser focused on one strategy and you kind of have to have this, you know, like soldier warrior mentality where you almost commit to yourself and say, I'm not going to stop doing this until it works. You almost have to have that mindset, or at least I did, you know, starting out. And when I got extremely laser focused like that, that's where things really started to change. And I've started to learn the value of that, you know, when I, you know, maybe I've changed and start to do wholesale, you know, I, I get laser focused in on that. I'm like, this is going, I know this works. It's not a question of if it works. It's just a matter of how hard 
am I willing to work at it? And so we actually just shipped off our first two wholesale shipments this past week. And so, so we're working on that. And uh, yeah, I would just tell people to, to surround yourself with positive people and just be careful, you know, not to assume too many things. You know, the, the biggest thing is to take action and uh, let the market, you know, validate you from there. You said some big things there, buddy. And they're all, I completely agree. The community, take action, focus. That, that's, you know, we could do another two hours on those. But if someone's disciplined enough to dive in and take the, what you just said, those three things serious, that was worth the price of admission for the last 45 seconds right there, man. Take action, focus, pay attention to the community that you're a part of. If you're not a part of a community, the lone wolves just don't make it long-term. They just don't. And if you're drifting around with shiny object syndrome and you never, you never get focused in and say, I'm going to stick with this, right? And then if you're just in constant study mode, study, 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 never take an action, which a lot of people find themselves, that's kind of a, the, the, the sister of, uh, of you know, shiny object syndrome, that whole thing, right? I mean, it's, these are all very common ailments for us as entrepreneurs. Other personality types don't struggle with those things. We do. We tend to isolate ourselves. We tend to overstudy, overthink, overanalyze, take notes in the middle of the night, get up the next day and not do it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Which is easy to do, you know, and especially in this community. I mean, you have yeah. so, I mean, y'all have so many exciting things. Yeah. 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 We barely able, we're barely able, you know, here we are with 100 people on our team. And these are people who are working, you know, like the Mary we mentioned earlier, my mom, you know, people who are fairly full time or, or nearly full time. And we've got this community of thousands of people around the world building incredible businesses with ideas pinging at us constantly. And we swat good ideas away. Good ideas are no more valuable than bad ideas to us. They're a distraction. We swat them away. Right ideas, however, float to the top and we vet them and here they are. And there's so many right ideas in any given month, Jonathan, that we have a hard time implementing them all ourselves. That's our bottleneck. Because the last thing we're going to do is roll out a concept that hasn't been proven yet. And the way we're going to prove it is People on our team are going to do it and show that it works. It can be repeated. It's something that can be scaled. A whole bunch of people could take advantage of it. That takes time, effort, energy, right? But we barely have the time to take advantage of. You talk about all the good ideas. We barely have time with a team of 100 to do all that. So those who are still out there with like, you know, a young married couple like you guys, and like, ah, there's all these good ideas. I can imagine it, seemed, it can feel very overwhelming. But I love your advice is focus in, stick with this until it works. Whatever's working today and is exciting, it's still going to be working six months from now and exciting then too, or it wasn't worth getting into. All right, so don't ever fall for the, oh, you got to act now. I don't care if it's ours or someone else's. It, if it's a good idea, it'll still be around six months from now. Stick to the course that you're on. I love that advice. We've had to take it ourselves. I've had to narrow the path that I've been on. I, instead of wearing 40 hats, I'm down to wearing three or four. I'm trying to get that down to one or two. Right, because then everybody can kind of operate in their lane, but that requires a great deal of focus. Good advice, buddy. Good advice. Yeah, man. Sure. What else did What else did you have? Anything else on your mind before we start to wrap this one up? Um, the only other thing I forgot that I had on my notes here uh, we we did join Dynasty Toys uh, as well over the past year, which we've been I've been really excited about that uh, coming alongside Brett and being able to join kind of the initial stages of him really starting to build that community around the whole Dynasty Toys brand. So so we're on board with that. I was actually a little nervous because yesterday I think I checked the podcast and I saw where Brett was the last episode. 
I was like, crap, I got to follow Brett. I was hoping you had like a backlog of episodes that would put, you know, me and Brett away from each other. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> good news for you. Typically, we've got five or six episodes okay, for the time good. we publish until the time we publish next. So you didn't want to be right on the tail end of right. Brett. Is that what you're saying? No, yeah, no, there'll be, there'll be four or five episodes in between the two of you. It's okay. <laughs> fact to follow, Brett. So thanks, Brett. <laughs> it, no, it takes us a couple of weeks to get these out, man. You, you're safe. You're going to be, there's going to be a three or four episode buffer between Brett and you. Sure. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that uh, we joined that, got to meet the Dynasty team, uh, Robert, and uh, got to, uh, mm-hmm. Leah is actually my my team leader. So yeah, uh, we're on team Job. So I got to meet her. They're such good hearted people and uh, just such sweet people. And you can just tell like they're, they're, they're built for that from the core. So mm-hmm. we're just excited to be a part of that journey. And uh, we're, we're vested uh, for the long term with this community. That's beautiful. Yeah. The headquarters that we're building right there. Well, right where we had the proven conference there in central Illinois coming together beautifully. We're hoping to have a lot more events because you talked about that that camaraderie, that's that almost, you know, spiritual and emotional energy that comes from gathering. We want to do a lot more of that. That's coming. I'm sure you've heard word of that. We've got a venue that we're building. We can, we can put 350 people in there anytime. And actually the church that we used for the Proven Conference, they've said, hey, anytime you guys want to do something, our doors are open here too during the week. As long as we don't have a church service, come on in. Because a lot of the people who are in leadership of the church that we use, that's the vineyard in central Illinois in Champaign-Urbana, uh, they're actually very vested as well. A lot of them have Amazon businesses and the pastoral leadership there. They're very plugged in and uh, they're in the dynasty community right there alongside you, Jonathan. So yeah, pretty pretty exciting times. It's Sometimes it's hard to, to take it all in. But you know, I want to encourage the people who are kind of feeling like, you and I, we're several years into this and like, man, those guys are so far ahead of me. No, there's, there's so much opportunity, even if you're brand new, even if you're completely green, come in, stub your toe a couple times maybe, but the risks are so low. You're gonna, you can get through this learning curve and you can build an incredible business and be a part of our community and start to experience the camaraderie of having a, a community that has your back, building an incredible business. Uh, it's been 17 years and it never gets old for me, Jonathan. I know uh, being able to get up without an alarm clock and plow through the most important things that I have on my my desk with my kids and my wife right here nearby. And if it's a nice day, maybe we cut it the day short and do what we got to do or do what we want to do that day. It's incredible. It's just such a blessing. I want that for as many families as the, that want to pursue it. Well, hey, buddy. Great hanging out with you today. And uh, sorry, we, we missed your, your better half, but tell Whitney, thanks for loaning you to us well, yeah. uh, for, for a little short time here. And let me just address the listeners too, and make sure you realize that, uh, man, we love doing this show because it's, it's, we're doing it for you. This is a service to you. Hopefully you feel encouraged and inspired and energized by this. We've got great resources for you, of course, but if all you want to do is just kind of soak in the free content, hey, we're totally cool with that. We're trying to shift a culture here. We're trying to change the way people think. And I really appreciate Jonathan being here with me today to kind of go through. And hopefully you heard our hearts today. But know this, we're praying for you. We're in your corner. We want you to succeed. That's the only way my team and I measure our success is by the success of the listeners and students in our community. So until we have another episode in the very near future, God bless you, business building warriors. This is Jim, Silent Sales Machine Radio. Talk to you again real soon. Hey, one last thing before I let you go, I want to remind you about today's sponsor. Big thanks to your tasker, spelled U-R-T-A-S-K-E-R dot com. 
go to their website, get a free consultation. If your business is selling more than $50,000 per month on eBay, Amazon, Shopify, or Walmart, and these guys can help you with those daily tasks and you can really grow. It's time to get a team. Give your tasker a shout and tell them I sent you. Thanks for sponsoring the show today, guys. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.